Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement, and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where, as always, we're talking about how we as people interact with our safety system to overall create leadership and learning throughout all organizations. Happy Friday. Glad you could join me on this episode. So much to talk about, so much happening. Let's jump right in. So first of all, we've been talking about the first half of the program, using it to talk about COVID. And so I really hate to mess up that streak. We've been doing it for almost two years, so let's keep it going. So, of course, the OSHA emergency temporary standard has been stopped, at least for the moment. Uh, I expect, honestly, that it's probably permanent just because of the whole idea that it was put into place. It was going to be put into place for maybe six months, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on how the country was progressing with controlling COVID-19 and the spread of it. So now that we're going to be fighting this in court, potentially, if they decide to take it that far, how long will it be before we are outside of COVID-19? How far is it before the spread of it is slowing, vaccination rates are up, and the metrics that the government wants to see are being met that are protecting our team? Now, it doesn't mean just because that emergency temporary standard is not going to be enacted, it does not mean that as leaders that we don't care about our people and the health of our people. But right now, there's a lot more to be thinking about than just COVID. Uh, Flu symptoms this year are really progressing. We're seeing some already some states in the red with flu and the spread of this year's contagion of the flu virus. And so as safety professionals, as people who have to lead and take care of our business, especially in this busy season where there's a lot of public interaction, there's a lot of extra work going on because we've just entered Black Friday, Cyber Monday's around the corner, holiday shopping for whatever that is going to look like this year, we're in it. And so people are looking for workers. How do we protect those workers? Well, the CDC is still saying to follow the guidance that's been in place Almost since the beginning. I know masking came along a little bit later, but a lot of people were already doing it before it was even recommended, uh, based on what we had seen in other countries during other outbreaks of SARS and other other types of illness. So again, a good hand washing. Have hand sanitizer. Increase your cleaning regimen in high-impact areas. If there's areas where people are, are coming together frequently, of course, we want to clean those. We want to keep those very clean and tidy and keep it going. We want to 
make it easy for people to wash their hands, sanitize their hands, have information about being careful before eating or preparing food and not to rub your eyes, and that if you're not feeling well, don't come to work. And again, that also, though, goes into an HR policy. And this is something that's been really interesting about what we've been doing with COVID-19 is the, not that HR and safety have not ever had to work together. We usually work very close, hand in hand. Many times in my career, I've worked for the HR manager. That was my direct manager. Or safety reported up through the HR, the human side of the organization. And so in this case, we are looking at having to work together again to make sure that we are taking care of our people. Do we have a good policy about attendance that if people are calling in because they have potential COVID symptoms, are we punishing them? How lenient are we with that uh, whole process? And I know it's been two years and I know it's getting kind of old because one, we are having trouble hiring people. I don't know if you're seeing the same thing that I am, but a lot of the organizations that I have either been affiliated with or am affiliated with or have been talking to, they're having trouble finding people. They're, I mean, look anywhere, even in my small town, I can't count how many places have a hiring, open interviews, apply now, just at every location. Everyone is looking for help, and you can feel it. When you go into places, you can tell that they're empty with employees, that they need more help to satisfy the customer demand of people that are there. So we have this whole problem with we can't hire enough people. And then you look on the opposite side, and if they're all, we have a lot of rotation of people calling in sick, then we also are hurting ourselves. But I don't think terminating people is going to help that cause. And that's my safety opinion, a little bit of my HR, like my people side of things. There has to be a way that we encourage people to come to work when they can, but also that if you don't feel well, if you've got a cold, if even if you're not running a fever, but if you've got the sniffles even, we need to be aware of that because some of the more asymptomatic versions of COVID, you can have that sniffle. You can have that well, dry cough. It doesn't follow that full range of like horrible flu symptoms. And some of the breakthrough cases, they're saying that even though if you're vaccinated, you can have a breakthrough COVID case, they're infrequent, but they can happen. And when they do happen, you're having symptoms that are much less than a typical COVID if someone unvaccinated, even though some with unvaccinated are also having those mild symptoms. It's it really does vary, but if you have any type of symptomatic approach to an illness, you need to be calling in, and you need to make sure your team knows that. Or if you see someone with sniffling, and it's not just the, uh, hey, I just came in from the cold, and I'm trying to fix that. But if it's one of those things, like, yeah, it's been happening all night, I had a little bit of a sore throat. Even if there's not a fever involved, we need to be careful about that. And we need to make sure that we're still protecting our team and following through that if there is a COVID case, who are they around? Do we still look for contact tracing to notify people? And again, that's an HR part of the business. It's, uh, it's still very complicated in what we are doing and how we are having to approach it. We don't have a standard, but we still... At the end of the day, it's the right thing to do to make sure our team is protected in all ways that they can when they come to work. Even though, I know, this, you can catch it is just as easy outside of work as you can in work, but at the workplace, there are certain things we can do to help.
And I think that's what we need to focus on is how can we be of help? How can we engage? How can we communicate? How can we help make sure that our team is protected in the best way they can? Hopefully soon we can move away from COVID. We can move back into talking about all things that are safety related that are happening out there in the world. Most of all, we're in the holiday season. You don't want to be sick during the holidays. You don't want that time of year to be affected by illness of some kind. So make sure you're washing your hands, sanitizing. If you're not feeling well, isolate for a day or two to make sure you're okay. Take a home test or go get a test done. There's ways that you can help yourself and help your family. Hope you're taking advantage of that as we go. So I appreciate you joining in for the first half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. I've got so much more to talk about coming up in the second half. We're going to talk about a little bit more and move away from COVID. But in the second half, we got more to talk about. So, of course, more podcast coming up. You've got a friend in the safety business. Who wants to help your team work safer? The safety dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, the safety dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right, the safety dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, the safety dude. So who is the safety dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amalgamated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety. www.tsdamalgamated.com. Welcome to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Glad you're with me. Uh, glad you've stayed around for the second half. Exciting things are about to happen. I think so, at least. <laughs> so, something that I'm getting back into, and I got, I read uh, some articles on how to engage. And I love Simon Sinek. I love a lot of what he says about consistency. And it's not intensity. It's about consistency. And I realize there's a lot of things that I do that I do very consistently. I'm very good at it. Uh, one of those things I became addicted to, and I don't know if it's addicted or just consistent or it's good, but the idea of inbox zero every day, that's something a lot of people have trouble achieving. But that's something I really focused on for a number of years and finally achieved it. And I've kind of kept that going. Some other things I haven't been so good with is like health and wellness. <laughs> I've always uh, had the excuse of something else happening. So I've been trying to work on consistency that it's not about going out there and going to the gym and spending four hours in the gym and then being so sore for the next four weeks that I just don't care anymore. And now it's time to eat ice cream. I need to move on past that. Uh, one, uh, my body can't handle that as well as it used to, for one. But in that idea of consistency, something I've been thinking about is my blog. And this is something I've left pretty well on, as I've started the podcast and really rolling with the podcast. I've let my blog kind of uh, fade away a little bit, and I want to fix that. So something I'm going to start doing is writing again. And I'm trying to every day sit down and do some writing. And the, the topic that has really struck me that I want to spend a little bit of time on today is mentorship. And so my blog is going to be published. My goal is every Monday. My goal is to have a blog on Monday and a podcast on Friday. 
that way I, I'm kind of covering because I enjoy this. This is something I have really enjoyed and it's going to keep doing just because I enjoy it. hope you enjoy it too. Random. But let's move on. Mentorship. I was very fortunate early in my career, and for those of you who know me, I wasn't really going to be into safety. I was someone who was going into chemistry. I was going to be a lab worker, a chemist. That was my goal. I wanted to do that. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was uh, something I would be good at, and life just didn't take me down that path. I was a chemistry area in college, so what that meant was that I was only going to do chemistry. I was going to do no minor. Pretty much it was do your general education and then stay in that route. I almost completed that. I was uh, four years in to my uh, four-year degree and still about to have two left. And my advisor gave me the greatest piece of advice is go try a safety class. And the reasoning was that if I could market myself as a safe chemist, that would be good. And I thought, well, that does sound marketable. Let's try it. I go down, I start taking a minor in safety. I love it. Great people, great classes, great faculty, uh, just loved it. And after that, I graduated, could not find work, and got lucky and had a mentor who hired me as a clerk. And I've probably told this story before or wrote about it, but it was phenomenal because I got a real taste of safety in the real world. And I liked it. I, I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed engaging with people. I enjoyed training. Because before that, I had actually, in college and high school, participated in speech and debate, acting and speaking and preparing speeches, and even was a coach through college for, went back and, and coached high school for a while of speech and debate and loved it and couldn't figure out how I was going to tie speaking with chemistry. It just never worked out. That doesn't usually work out. <laughs> and so safety brought that in. It brought in a lot of my passions of, one, Caring for people, uh, even though I'm an introvert, I don't show it very well sometimes that I care, but I am deeply affected by human suffering. And that is something that I think the safety profession handles. And I had it at a great mentor who took time to really show me a lot of aspects of safety, both technical, both people. It even you got to see the side where even though you think you're doing the best thing you can for your people, they may not think it's that great. It may be in their way. They may not like those new rules. They may think those new rules are just complete bogus, and they don't want to follow it. And yet you've got to encourage them and find the reason why to help them. And I didn't really understand the business and the leadership side of it till later on as I started reading more books about like Good to Great, Build to Last, uh, Start with Why, all those books that really help engage about how businesses excel and when you read these books, it really starts with how do you motivate people? It's not about this organization that just did great because it was an organization. It did great because of its people. And people have to be safe. So if we go back and look at the whole philosophy of why do businesses grow to that level? It's because their people felt safe at some point. And not only like physically safe, but psychologically safe, emotionally safe. That may have changed over time, of course. One of the greatest stories I had as I've gone through my career is I ended up working at a chemical facility for a, at one time that was close to my hometown. And I was talking to the lab manager. He had been there for a long time. Fantastic guy. And I was laughing. I said, do you remember me at all? 
and I had come back, and I was a senior leader in safety at this time. I was setting in in the executive team on this. And he goes, I don't know. I said, I interviewed with you about 15 years ago as you were hiring a chemist. And I said, the chemist you hired is still working here. I said, he was phenomenal. I said, you made the right choice. You hired the right chemist because uh, he was good. He was he was the best. I was average at best. And now here, look at me. I'm back and I'm working with you in a whole different role. And we got a huge laugh. He goes, you know, I don't remember you. That's probably a good thing because, yeah, I remembered he remembered the very best. He remembered the very worst. And luckily, I wasn't the worst. I was just average. Uh, but it's an interesting how my career took me that full circle and how I had come back to where some of the places I'd interviewed and, and wasn't the right fit in the role that I thought I wanted. And I was that's where a mentor is so important is sometimes as mentors, as leaders, we have to step back and look at that 50,000-foot view, and sometimes we have hard messages to deliver to our team that maybe the dream they have isn't really the dream they should be following. And I think my first mentor saw that, and she let me go and work in the lab and learn the lab stuff from the lab manager who I was also helping as a clerk at that time back in my first job, and let me experience that. But I think she saw something in me that allowed me to develop into safety and grow in it. And I thought that was fantastic. And I think that's something we have to do as leaders is help find the right place for our team. And that takes time and it takes effort, but it's effort well invested. And so my blog is going to start focusing some of those concrete aspects of mentorship and leadership and how we can be great safety mentors and bring up that next generation of safety people. Isn't that exciting? Because we're such a growing industry. I love it. So again, I want to ask if, if you love this podcast, make sure you check out some of the other great podcasts out there. I was just interviewed uh, a shameless plug again for the employee safety podcast by alert media. Take a chance to listen to them. They have some awesome interviews. I mean, mine's there and I think that's awesome, but they also have some other fantastic interviews that you should check out. And Again, if you're out Black Friday shopping this evening, today, you've already done it, be careful out there and take care as we go into this holiday season. Make sure you're doing those emotional health checkups. This can be a very tough time of year for some people, so I do wish you the very best. And until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the conversation on the web at www.thesafetydude.org. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.